Welcome to the Knight Rider Online Podcast. Fuzzy Dice here. We've got some more exclusive interviews to tell you about this time, including an interview with the Knight Rider visual effects guys. Sue interviewed George Barris recently at his shop, and our own Neil Epstein was on the 168 Hours of TV Internet Radio Show. We also have some new NBC Knight Rider site news. One thing I can't wait to tell you about is that we hear Carr may be returning. I'll tell you a little more about that later in the podcast. For those of you who don't know who Carr is or even haven't seen the old Knight Rider TV series, I'll get you up to speed on some of the previous mythology of the show. But first, let's catch up on what has happened so far. Knight Rider is well underway with four episodes aired. The first episode saw Michael trying to obtain a package, which turns out to be a person's DNA, which is used to encrypt Knight research files. Michael also meets up with people who know him, but he doesn't remember. The next episode had Michael in a race against time to stop smugglers and damaging Kit in the process. Kit also seems to mysteriously reveal more of Michael's past. Episode 3 gave us a bit of Spanish surf as Michael and the team get involved in retrieving stolen weapons, and in Episode 4, Michael is poisoned to ensure a delivery and nearly doesn't make it. Remember we reported that some members of the Knight Rider online staff met with the visual effects team during an on-set visit. We can now give you a little more information on that visit now that the episodes they were discussing aired. The visual effects team showed us what is involved in creating Turbo Boost, syncing with the globe and the voice, and how they put together the transformation animations. It's really quite incredible. They use software such as Adobe Illustrator, After Effects, and a program called Nuke, and other programs for tracking and the like. We have the whole interview and the demonstrations in a video in our news section. Just look for Visual Effects Onset Exclusive or click the link on the image if you're listening to the enhanced version of this podcast. Knight Rider Online owner Neil Epstein was on Jeremy TV's 168 Hours of TV on blogtalkradio.com on September 22nd. He talked about the new series and a little about Knight Rider Online and how it all got started. He also talked a bit about the fan feedback and some of the interviews he has done with the Knight Rider cast and crew. Our field correspondent Sue paid a visit to George Barris' shop recently and has provided some video of these interviews on our news page. He tells us how he got started doing Knight Rider and what he did to create a car they could do stunts with. I didn't know they used a rubber bumper. The uh, production director got a hold of me and uh, said they wanted to upgrade it. It wasn't a helium baby. And also to make some changes that would be so they could film without getting the car hurt so much. That means the front end was already in fiberglass. When I redesigned the new front end in fiberglass, I also made it in rubber because every time they did a jump or any kind of a stunt, they'd hit the front end and would smash the fiberglass. So by making it on the rubber, they would hit and they would bend in and we'd go up, pop back out. 
So consequently, that would save the production a lot of money because we didn't have to replace a front end every time, which was anywhere from $3,500 to $5,000. Barris was on the set a lot working with the stuntmen on Knight Rider. Kit wasn't the first talking car that Barris worked with. His first was My Mother the Car, which was an old Model T. Kit, of course, was a lot easier to work with. But we all know that, didn't we? In part two of the interviews, Barris tells us about the differences and how he made both cars appear driverless. In both parts, Barris really gave us a lot of info on how his work behind the scenes helped bring Kit to life on the screen. In part three, we get a special and quite amazing tour of his personal archive. Check out all three complete interviews on our news page. NBC has made still more changes on their Knight Rider site. Remember last time we mentioned a Knight Research site, which wasn't quite up yet? It turns out that the address we gave wasn't going to be used for the site after all. The new address is nightindustriesresearch.com, and it's online now. Only you'll need special clearance to get in. But don't worry, we've got you covered in our forum. Search for the thread with Night Industries Research in the title. If you want to take on this mission alone, all I can say is you'll need Devin and Bonnie to help you out. Another cool thing they added is at blog.nbc.com slash nightrider, where they give you a little behind-the-scenes info on the show and other cool things. Gary Scott Thompson also has answered fans' questions left in the comments of another post he had done there. Check it out. We have some episode news to share with you. First of all, we have the ratings from Episode 3, Night of the Iguana, posted in our news section. Whenever we can, we'll try to give you the latest ratings so you can follow along. Right now, that episode was in third place overall. This seems good enough for NBC because they've ordered four more Knight Rider scripts to be aired. Things are looking good, and I'm hoping Knight Rider will go on for a few more seasons. We do have to remind everyone that Knight Rider will not be airing on Wednesday, October 29th due to a scheduled political presentation. Knight Rider will return on November 5th with the episode Fright Night. So we'll get our Halloween Knight Rider one week later, after Halloween. As for the 29th, I think I'll pop in the original series episode, Just My Bill. I think I'd like that more than the chosen offering for the night. Or maybe Halloween Night or the original series Fright Night, where Michael and Kit try to solve a series of mysterious accidents on a movie production set, which many say are the work of a phantom. A bit of trivia for you. The guy that played the phantom in that episode actually went on sometime later to play the Phantom of the Opera in another movie rendition of the play. That actor is none other than the famed Robert England, who became famous for his portrayal of Freddy from Nightmare on Elm Street. Speaking of episodes, I'm a huge fan of Kit's evil twin, Carr, who appeared in Trust Doesn't Rust and Kit vs. Carr. I love the black and silver color scheme and the yellow scanner. That made Carr as well as the late Paul Free's voice. We have got word that episode 12 of The New Knight Rider may see a return of Carr. I'm very excited about this. I can't really tell you more here, but if you want to get the details, stop in our Knight Rider 2008 spoiler forum and look for the thread titled Episode 12, Knight to King's Rook, Spoilers. 
This episode sounds like it'll be quite interesting. Hey, if Kara's in it, I'll be quite happy. Okay, I'm just making sure here that there's no black and silver sports cars blasting through my living room wall. I got some original series trivia for you. Catherine Hickland, who played Stevie, Michael Knight's eventual wife in the original series, and his real-life wife at the time, went on to marry Michael E. Knight, who played Justin Bruning's dad in All My Children. Imagine that! Forum member Alex Wong, also known as N. Knight, had his replica featured in G4's Attack of the Show. This is a comedy skit where they show Kit in a rather unflattering moment as Hollywood star car actor. Things like alcohol in his gas tank, cheeseburger meals under the hood, and Kit's remarks were, well, all I have to say is you'll have to see it for yourself. Check out the cable TV shoot thread for more information. You can see the video by clicking on the link in the enhanced version of this podcast or visiting g4tv.com slash attack of the show slash comedy slash 65369 slash kit dash sketch dot html. Thank you, Alex, for lending your car and sharing this with us. Other replica builders are getting more serious about their creations, it seems. One fan made a working SPM front nose for his kit replica that actually expands and retracts just like the real one did. Search for a thread titled, The Original SPM is Becoming More of a Reality, for more information, and a link to the YouTube video. Last time, we told you about the Night Con UK. Now there is a 30-minute video of the event at chrisjones.blip.tv slash file slash 1307439. Thank you, Chris, and everyone else at Nightcon UK for sharing this great event. We have found that the deal from FYE to get the Knight Rider 2008 movie shown back in February free on DVD wasn't all that it seemed. A couple of our people bought one of the qualifying videos online from FYE, and when they got their order, the free DVD was not in with the order. When FYE was contacted, they really didn't say much about it. Right now, your best bet is to visit a FYE store near you and ask before you make a purchase, but I suspect the offer may be over by now. Another interesting thing we have seen is some similarities to Knight Rider in cherry-flavored amp drinks. The front looks to me like a bit of the old kit scanner with a lot of glare and reflection, maybe. The label has the word Turbo Boost on it. Hmm. Has Kit come out with his own energy drink now? I'm sure many of our listeners already know of the original Kit, Michael Knight, and supporting characters. We do hope, however, that the new show is bringing in new fans that may not have heard of the old Knight Rider before, or may have, but maybe not seen the original series or much of it. For this reason, I'm going to give everyone a little update on what went on in the original series. Way back in September 1982, the original Knight Rider pilot titled Knight of the Phoenix aired. It was about a police officer, Michael Long, who was infiltrating a technology smuggling ring run by a lady named Tanya Walker. 
His partner was killed in the sting, and when he went out to the desert to catch the criminal himself, Tanya went with him and she shot Michael in the face. He was left for dead, but a dying millionaire by the name of Wilton Knight took him and had a doctor restore his face to look like what Wilton did when he was younger. Wilton Knight had a vision, which he told Michael on his deathbed. One man can make a difference. Wilton Knight had his own Knight Foundation, which included Knight Industries, where Kit was built, and the Foundation for Law and Government, otherwise known as FLAG, which was headed by Wilton's longtime friend and associate, Devin Miles. Michael was given Kit to help fight crime, but all Michael wanted was transportation so he could get back at Tanya. At the end of the pilot movie, Michael agrees to stay on and help Devon and Flagg fight criminals that operate above the law and uphold Wilton Knight's dream. Michael and Kit became good friends throughout the series, and Kit grew from a computerized artificial intelligence into a personality all his own. Flagg was not a government entity and did not operate as an official government source. It was Devon's connection to some officials, it seemed, that helped them to put away some of the criminals. They also had their own team of lawyers, so they were known but not official. And there were some areas they didn't have any jurisdiction or help, like Mexico, for example. Knight Industries was another separate branch of the Knight Foundation, and Dr. Bonnie Barstow, who was Kit's technician, was a part of Knight Industries. The Knight Foundation apparently was headed by a board of directors, which included Wilton Knight's daughter, Jennifer. You can find out more about the original series in our wiki on our Knight Rider online website, and there's also a large archive of all kinds of Knight Rider information, including scripts, interviews, and more at knightriderarchive.com. That's all for now. This podcast has been brought to you by nightrideronline.com. Podcast produced by Neil Epstein. Music by the Knight of Finland, Tony Numala. Additional production and music by podcast host Fuzzy Dice. Special thanks to our field correspondent Sue and her trusty car Shadow. And don't forget the new Knight Rider series is on NBC Wednesdays at 8, 7 Central, except October 29th. Night Rider will then air the following week on November 5th. Goodbye everyone and thanks for listening.